0: All right, welcome back. Nebraska Athletics Podcast, Episode 15. Uh, Jeremy Foote here, joined by Brian Rosenthal. we uh, recording this 2 o'clock on Tuesday, March 19th. Uh, let's see. So, Brian, right now we are on a break from spring football. It is uh, spring break week right here at, and, uh, at UNL. Um, we're still going to talk some spring football. And uh, we also have a men's basketball game to discuss that so will be happening at PBA tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Um, first round of the NIT, hosting uh, Butler at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, before we get into that, let's, uh, let's talk a little spring football. Um, we've had some practice, about two weeks of practice, some media availabilities. Um, what if, What's some early storylines that you've come across during uh, spring football practice so far?
1: Well, so far I could uh, tell the Offensively, they really wanted to pick up the tempo and move fast. And when I say fast, I mean like Oregon-type fast or how fast they used to be when when Scott Frost was there. And he's really stressing that in, in spring practices. And you can see that they're coming over the ball a lot faster tempo-wise, uh, one play to the next. And I think that's a huge emphasis this spring. Just in general, they look to be... Which is expected a lot more organized and in tune with what they're doing now compared to this time last spring, which again is stands to reason considering this is year two of the system and everything. And I think defensively, the defensive backfield is creating some plays and uh, performing particularly well. I'd say the defense. Again, this is nothing new to, but usually they do at this time of uh, practices when they're first starting, they have the upper hand and I really like what I'm seeing from them. Offensively, Jalen Bradley, running back, this is a big spring for him and coaches have said as much and he looks the part at running back. He didn't play last year, he redshirted and in the off season really slimmed up. He looks faster, bigger burst coming out of the hole and he'll have a lot of reps this spring with uh, Maurice Washington kind of in and out of the lineup and newer players not here until this fall. So he'll have, he will have a, a big chance this spring to show coaches what he can do. And so far, so good with him. So a couple of weeks into spring practice, and I think they've accomplished a lot of what they want to do. They're not where they want to be yet, and they still have a couple of weeks to figure that out. But all in all, I'd say it's been a very productive. Uh, first couple of weeks of spring practice.
0: Um, not only is this the first spring practice for uh, some new guys that are you know signed in December and enrolled early but uh, also a new face on the coaching staff, uh, Tony Tui-O- Tui-Oti. Uh, have you had a chance to t- speak with him and um, what drew him to Nebraska and uh, kind of his his uh, thoughts
1: on being part of the Nebraska coaching staff? Yeah it's kind of one of those who you know situations and there's a big coaching fraternity and uh, fraternity with within those guys and he knew, I'm trying to think of the names involved here, but basically uh, Eric Shenander had had contact with a coach that he coached with both at Oregon and uh, Tony I'm talking about when he was at Oregon and also Cal and there was a mutual connection there. So Eric Shenander is the one who kind of got the ball rolling on this one and He's very happy here. He's dove right in as far as getting his nose into in the recruiting world and he will have kind of the western part of the US. And he's from Hawaii, so maybe out in Hawaii as well, but that'll be his recruiting background. But the players really seem to adapt to him. He's all about building relationships both with, you know, current players and obviously recruits. And he talked about how he wants to be very transparent. Uh, again, w- both with the new players and the recruits. So I think it's a, so far it's been a pretty good transition and things are going well so far on that front.
0: Good. Uh, yeah, one thing, you no, know, he's on the defensive side of the ball. Um, one thing I'm interested to see, I know you talked about running back, there's some opportunities there for guys. One other position I'm interested to see is uh, offensive line moving forward because there's a, uh, you've got two guys coming back and Brendan Hymas and uh, Matt Farniok that guys from last year, a lot of experience, but then there's a lot of open spots kind of in the interior part of that line, center, guard and guard that uh, probably people see some new faces at. Um, Anything you've heard from Greg Austin or anyone that's kind of jumping out right now?
1: Nothing in particular, uh, aside from, you know, Cam Jurgens is somebody they want to take a a really hard look at at center. And that's probably the most fluid position of the four right now and there's two or three guys that are rotating in there cam being one of them obviously transitioning from from tight end from last year and he he made that switch kind of toward the end of last season and and then had another injury and was set back so right now they're they're working him in trying to get him 100 percent healthy he wasn't really that to begin the spring so um, he's you know, one of two or three guys in the mix at center. The other positions, uh, I, I think, are, uh, if, you, if you can't Hickson at right guard, I, I think they're pretty well set right now. Um, there's been talk of moving um, Matt Farniak to guard and then bringing up a new tackle, but I haven't seen a lot of that in practice right now. It's been more of uh, the Farniak staying at tackle where he's most used to playing mm-hmm. and then Hickson at, at guard, so... Kind of the center position is the one that's really up for grabs right now. I would say, is as far as spots along the offensive line.
0: Okay, and uh, like we said, we're on spring break right now, so uh, players are are off, or at least some of them are probably out of the out of the, out of Lincoln. Um, no practice this week. Team will be back on campus uh, practicing next week and continue to get ready for uh, the final practice of spring football, which would be that spring game. Um, all right. Well, moving moving on indoors. Um, Husker basketball, last time we were at PBA, had quite a thrilling thrilling win against Iowa. Um, I was there. i guessing you were there. It was probably one of the most improbable wins I've seen in a long time, uh, not just in Nebraska but in any level of basketball just because it seemed like throughout the course of that end of the last couple of minutes, if one thing probably not would not have worked out, uh, you probably don't win that game in just about everything – I would like to see in the uh, the odds with about two minutes left in Nebraska winning that game and seeing that trajectory that I think ESPN puts together on <laughs> yeah. uh, tr- winning per- chance of winning the game and how that changed with all the three-pointers that Glenn and uh, James Palmer hit. And then you have free throws that get missed and just seemed like everything fell into place. So we get that win. Then we go out to the Big Ten Tournament, um, beat Rutgers, which I think going in I think a lot of people had – I saw that as a game that I thought Nebraska would win, even though they were pretty depleted, especially after Mir Harris gets hurt. So you're down, down to seven or eight players. I think only seven guys played. Um, then I, I, I'm guessing a lot of people didn't give give them a chance against Maryland. They come out, they win that game. And then you're feeling pretty good. And um, I think they competed for playing your third game in three days um, as about as well as they could against, Mer- against Wisconsin. Um, and now we're back at home and uh, gonna be hosting Butler, we said tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Games on ESPN2 for anyone that can't make it. Um, I don't know if you've had much chance to talk with Tim since the Big Ten tournament, but I guess how is he feeling where the guys are at? Um, Are they feeling refreshed after playing all those minutes? uh,
1: Haven't had any media availability until later this afternoon, so we haven't really had a chance to talk to Tim yet, but going back to that Iowa game, what was really ironic about that is it wasn't like Iowa blew that game. They they did what they had to do to to win. They, I think they only missed one free throw or like 9 of 10 in the last minute or two minutes or something like that. And it wasn't like, you know, they gave the game away. I mean, Nebraska really had to make plays and continuing to make three-pointers to stay in that game. And as you said, some things went right. There was one turnover in there that was a huge turnover. But other than that, Iowa didn't really – give the game to nebraska nebraska really fought back to take that game away from iowa which uh, give them credit on senior night to to do that after being down by i think as many as 16 points in the in the first half and then as you said the the showing in the big 10 tournament was just kind of one of those cinderella things you'd have liked to see them to go at least one more game to really get that cinderella feel but you know you take three three games in three days and with one upset in there and then a very good showing in the last one against Wisconsin. So it's good to see them play because they're kind of on a roll right now. And I think it's different than last year's NIT where they thought they should be in the NCAA tournament and then they got a five seed out of all things and got sent on the road. And it just was a really bad feel when, you know, there's, it's for many, many reasons, it's a different feel this year, but as far as basketball and the tournament itself, you get the feeling that they want to keep playing and these seniors don't want it to end mm-hmm. and you have some fresh legs with some players who haven't played a lot this year with, uh, with Thorier and Johnny Trueblood and, and those types of guys. So I think it'll be a fun game playing at home. I think it'll be I think they've had over 8,000 tickets sold already, which is great for an NIT game I think. So I think it should be a pretty good atmosphere tomorrow night, and I expect uh, I expect them to play well and and have fun and, and, and play loose with nothing to lose, kind of like they were at the word Big Ten tournament.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the a good situation to be in is when there's basically no expectation right now, and so you can just go out and play, um, and that's kind of that's kind of seemed like what it was when they were playing in Chicago. A um, little bit about Butler uh, for fans that don't know, um, former Nebraska head coach. Barry Collier, A.D. at Butler. Nebraska um, and Butler have played three times, all time. Uh, this will be the first game between the two programs, though, since 1986. Um, so uh, I can say nobody on either team was was alive. Uh, as far as players, was alive. I was only three years old the last time these teams played each other. Um, but their head coach, uh, second-year head coach, Laval Jordan, uh, he'll have some um, recent experience with Nebraska, though because he's been an assistant coach at both michigan from 2010 to 16 and also at iowa from 2007 to 2007 so he's been an assistant coach in the big 10 from 2007 to 2016 so he's had many trips to pba so he should be able to prepare his team kind of for that atmosphere um but yeah should be a good time tomorrow night and then hopefully with a win um either be playing TCU, or if uh, Sam Houston State pulls the upset, uh, we might have another home game at at PBA sometime later on, so. And then, of
1: course, you have Michael Lewis, the assistant coach for Nebraska, who came from Butler. So there's another connection there as well, and all sorts of connections between Nebraska and uh, Butler. It'll be what the third Big East team Nebraska's played this year, Creighton, Seton Hall. Yep. And now Butler, so. I think a lot of people Maybe surprised the Butler made the field, but that's neither here nor there. So as you said, you take it um, as you can get it, and you never know with Sam Houston State and TCU what could happen there. So maybe this isn't the last home game of the year, but it's kind of looking that way. So uh, I'd like to see a, a big crowd come out tomorrow night uh, for the basketball game, and and also with all the recent shocking... <laughs> It's one word I would use to say the flooding that's impacted the area, uh, both Nebraska and southwest Iowa. Uh, the basketball program at Nebraska would like to encourage fans to help in the relief efforts at tomorrow night's NIT game. Uh, the Red Cross and Nebraska Athletics volunteers and student athletes will collect cash donations inside all entrances of Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, when the doors open at 6:30 p.m. until after tip-off, now 100% of the funds collected at PBA at the game will go toward Nebraska Southwest Iowa flood relief. Fans can also text Red Cross to nine zero nine 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 to immediately donate ten dollars per text to support disasters such as floods and other crises. Fans can also donate at redcross.org. Our phone service provider will add amount donated to your next bill. So show up tomorrow night and donate to help out uh, the many relief efforts going on, to help the thousands of families and uh, businesses and everybody affected by the uh, the floods that are just remarkable when you see the pictures and everything, it's, it's really kind of hard to fathom. But that's going on tomorrow night at PBA starting at 6.30 until after tip-off.
0: I've I've, uh, I've lived in Nebraska my whole life. I've never seen uh, – I know you've lived outside of a little stop of Kansas. I think you've lived in Nebraska most of your life. I've never seen uh, anything like this before. So, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a tragedy, and um, thoughts go out to everyone that's been affected by that. Um, well, I think our last bit of news, uh, we're hoping to have a baseball game going on today, first home game of the year <laughs> at Hawks Field. Um, it was supposed to start at 1.30, Uh, It's been pushed back to three And now with uh, It's still raining outside Which uh, As as the news We were just talking about The flooding That's uh, not good for that But also uh, Today's game Has been pushed back to four So uh, Darren Durstead's team Has dealt with A lot of adversity Since the beginning of the year Um, As usual Started the year On the road The first Three weeks of the season Then we're supposed to come home And host Baylor Obviously that didn't happen Series gets moved to Waco And um, Kind of I guess in a way it turned out to be a good thing because you go to hound and you you, yeah. get two, two, you take take a series two out of three games from a top 25 program. So from an RPI standpoint, that looks that looks great. You went down and won a series on the road. Um, then unfortunately, uh, last weekend series against New Mexico State had to be completely canceled. Um, so didn't get those games. My thought is, I mean, your, your other games you've kind of had to postpone are the UNO and the North Dakota State games. Given proximity, you probably can get those games in sometime, especially the the uh, Omaha game sometime the rest of the year. Um, but hopefully, uh, Air Force is in town today and tomorrow. Hopefully, those games get uh, get played. And then this weekend, uh, Big Ten conference play starts. Uh, Huskers host Michigan State
1: at uh, Hawks Field. Um, series starts Friday night, 6.30. Um, and it is supposed to be a nice weekend, at least yeah. Saturday and Sunday. I haven't seen Fridays necessarily, but yeah. I've seen 60s for the weekend. So yep. we'll take that yeah. all day so, long.
0: I, I know much how much of a competitor Coach Erstead is, so I'm sure it is just killing him to not be able to uh, play some games out, out at the diamond. Um, other stuff this weekend: um, Husker men's gymnastics, their final regular season meet, and it's Senior Day is at the uh, Center, 1:30 on Saturday. Um, that meet is also going to be shown nationally on BTN. Again, that's 1:30 Central Time Saturday. Um, that's kind of that meet is kind of. Sandwiched in between the uh, Big Ten Women's Gymnastics Championships, which takes place in Penn State So they do a morning session. Uh, I think it starts at 11. That's on BTN Then they go to our men's meet here in Lincoln and then they go back to uh, State College for session two and that's what uh, Section the women's gymnastics team is in. I believe that starts at Oh, let's check here. Yeah, four o'clock central time. Four o'clock central on the Big Ten Network. You can watch the women's gymnastics team compete at the Big Ten Championships. Again, that's in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. And uh, other big uh, event of the weekend is uh, Mark Manny's wrestling team is at the NCAA Championships. Uh, eight members of the wrestling team are competing in Pittsburgh starting on Thursday. Um, there's six different sessions basically two sessions each day Uh, if you go to our schedule page at huskers.com we've got all the timing and information on uh who's wrestling uh basically each day the morning session is on espnu and then the night session is on the main uh original espn so um, brian kind of anything else uh coming up on the docket that people should be looking out for that
1: from a feature standpoint, well, I think uh, regarding regarding wrestling, you've got uh, you know Tyler Berger at Nebraska going yep. after uh, Jason Nolf of Penn State. It's been kind of his arch nemesis, arch rival, whatever you want to say. And I know that's really been a goal of of Tyler's to to beat him. So that's one of the matches to watch as the weekend unfolds uh, in in Pennsylvania is uh, Nebraska's Tyler Berger against uh, number one. Jason Nolfe of Penn State, so lots of matches to watch, but I think that's really a big key one for Nebraska, and uh, especially Tyler, because as we've said, he's he's really had that guy pegged for a long time, so uh, best of luck to him.
0: Oh, one other thing to mention. Uh, so many diving NCAA championships are this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Um, Huskers are sending two divers down to that, that, uh, that meet. It's in Austin, Texas, NCAA championships. Uh, Abby Napton, two-time All-American, um, she'll be junior this year we uh competing both the three meter and the platform so uh best of luck um to the divers um on success this weekend in austin so uh well as brian said get out to pba tomorrow night uh, cheer on the huskers get a win maybe we get lucky we get another home game and also uh if you can i know everyone's probably done what they can for uh people in the surrounding communities and out in Nebraska and Iowa. Um, But if you have anything else you can help contribute to the Red Cross efforts, it would be appreciated. So until next week, uh, see you later.